0: Amen. Thanks guys. Uh, it's great. <clears throat> Merry Christmas, Brookside. Merry Christmas. Good to see all of you. I hope that you are having a great night. Um yeah, I too, I just wanna reiterate what uh, what John said. You know, it's it's really our privilege uh, to be able to come together tonight and to worship the risen Savior. And uh, I too want to say welcome to you if you're a guest here with us. Um, we're really glad that you were able um, to come here tonight. You know, I've been praying um, that this would just be a really special night for you, that God would just do something really special in your heart. So again, um, thanks for coming and, and uh, Merry, Merry Christmas to everybody. Well, I think you would probably uh, agree with me that that for 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 many people, the season of Christmas is a time that... It's filled with a lot of joy. Um, it's one of those times of year where you just, you're, you're thankful for what you have. It's one of those times of year that, for many people, you, you, you love it. You, you get into the lights and the food and, and the parties and, and all of the cool things that go along with Christmas. Um, speaking of the food, I've been convinced this year that you can dip anything in almond bark and it will taste awesome, right? Does anybody agree with me? I mean, stuff's amazing. It's like works miracles, right? But also I mean at, at Christmas time isn't it true that, that for many people it's it's a tough time it's one of those times of year when for you you might feel like there's like a spotlight that just is shining on an area of your life that's difficult it's one of those times of year maybe it starts even before Thanksgiving and it goes straight through to the through the new year and it's one of those times where you just go and you maybe you've heard people say this or maybe even for you you'd say this this year I just want to get through the holidays It's sort of a mixed bag, isn't it? Maybe for you, that's where you're at this year. Maybe for you, you're on the joy-filled side. Or maybe you would say, no, no, I'm, I'm somewhere kind of right in between both of those worlds. You know, I want to lay my cards out on the table before you, before we kind of get going, just so that you know where I'm coming from tonight. Um, my prayer is that God would truly meet us right where we're at tonight. Maybe you came here tonight and, and you were invited by uh, a person in your family. Um, maybe you came here tonight and, and a coworker has been inviting you and inviting you and inviting you, and finally you said, okay, leave me alone, I will come, you know, and that's, that's how you got here. Maybe for you, this is your church home, and uh, tonight's a celebration um, for you. But regardless of of how you got here, whether church is brand new to you or whether church is, is something that you've done for years and years, I've really been praying that God would meet us right where we're at tonight. Um, and I really believe this. I really believe that when we ask God to do that, I believe that he will, will do that. And so before we even jump in, I'm going to ask you, um, would you pray with me? And, um, and let's ask the Lord to do this. Let's ask the Lord if he would show up in such a way that he would do something in us that we would look back and we would maybe point to this service later on and we would say, that was a God thing. I, I didn't expect that, but that's, whoa, that was a God thing. And so would you pray with me and, um, and, and let's just prepare our hearts tonight. So yeah, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we first just want to declare um, that you are an amazing God. Tonight we celebrate your Son, Jesus Christ, and, and that causes us to worship you and, and to adore you. Lord, tonight we, um, we pray to you because we truly believe that you answer our prayers. I think of Psalm uh, 116 where the psalmist says, You heard my cry. You, you heard my voice, my, my cry for mercy. Lord, we thank you that you do that, and so that's why we pray. I want to ask you just to do two things here. The first is this. Would you just say a prayer real quick for yourself? Would you take just a moment and would you say, Lord, I pray that you would speak to me tonight, that you would speak into my heart and I open my heart to you. So go ahead and have that kind of a prayer, however you word that, in your own heart. Maybe it's a first prayer for you. Just say something like that to the Lord. Go ahead and do that. And now I just want, very simply, I just want you to pray for the people around you. Maybe it's someone that is in your family or a friend, or maybe it's someone you don't know, but would you pray that God would speak to them tonight? Go ahead and do that. Father, we trust you, and um, we thank you that we can interact with you tonight, that you long for that from us. And so we pray this in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, amen. Well as a church the last several weeks we've been in a series that's been dealing with the family and one of the things that we said right away is that family relationships can be complicated relationships particularly in the context of the family I think you would agree with me they can be they can have dynamics that are to say the least they're, they're, they're complex I really, honestly, I don't know of anyone who wouldn't be able to point to at least one relationship in their family, if not multiple, multiple ones, where they would say, yeah, there's, from time to time, that, that, there, there's issues there. There's things that come to life that make this relationship very complex. Now, couple that this time of year with the, the juggling of schedules and the gifts and the crowds at the mall and the family dinner and the traveling and the visiting of relatives and you put a, a few of those things together this time of year and to say the least, it's incredibly complex. Maybe even for you, you'd say this night has been very complex for you. It's been complicated. Take family visits, for example. First, you have to do this. You have to sort through, okay, where did we go last year? And then you have to think, oh, yeah, where did we go at Thanksgiving and how much time did we spend? And, and then for some of you, for many of you, you add a divorce into the situation somewhere, and it just makes things even the, all the more complicated or a strained relationship a strange relationship where you walk in the front door and it's just screaming awkward, you know what I'm talking about? It's complex, right? Or there's expectations on you that maybe you really don't want to meet. Have you ever been, let me ask you a question, have you ever been on your way to maybe visit family and you wanted to ask the question that was very awkward, but you really wanted to ask it because you knew if you got an answer to this question, it would help you be such a better person when you actually got to where you were going? You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever had that, that question come up and you maybe finally got the nerve to ask it and so you said, and this goes both ways, uh, honey, um, how, how do I put this, how, how long are you thinking we'll stay? <laughs> you ever, ever asked that one? And, and then maybe you said something like this. Now, I, I'm not trying to rush things. I mean, I'm just, I know the kids want to know. You know, I know they want to know. Have you ever had that where you just I mean it's 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 complicated. Anybody ever asked that question? Don't raise your hand. You will you didn't come here to, for trouble, right? Or for you maybe it's it's this. This is the complexity for you this Christmas. Many of us can relate to this. It's a feeling of being removed. It's a feeling of of being alone during this season, of of wishing maybe that you were in a different place in life. Or maybe for you, you're saying this, this Christmas you're trying to navigate through what's honestly, it's a stressful relationship and you feel like you're walking on thin ice at times. Needless to say, whatever you're facing during this time of year, there's complicated issues and family relationships. They don't hide during this time of year. Complexities, what do they do? They come to life. But while Christmas, get this, while Christmas might be incredibly complex on multiple fronts, and you know what those are, if there's one thing that shouldn't be complicated, if there's one thing that should be incredibly clear, if there's one thing that shouldn't be hard at all for anyone to grasp this year, it's the message of Christmas. There should be no complication in understanding the message of Christmas, none at all. Maybe your experience has has been this, you've gone to church before and you left and you thought that was just complicated or maybe you grew up in a church or maybe even as an adult where you didn't you went and you're checking it out and you didn't know when to stand up and you didn't know when to sit down and then everybody was saying something or or you didn't know what page you were supposed to be on and and then the message came and, and it was just complicated and you thought to yourself okay at easter at christmas i i went to church but i i don't know what it was about right tonight I want to very plainly help us see that the message of Christmas it is so simple and yet it addresses a heart longing that is actually it's true for each one of us in this family series we've been uncovering different issues of the heart and these issues we've been saying and I think you would agree with this they're they're issues of the heart they're below the surface but they're core to who we are that uh, They really drive at what we do. They, they help and they direct and they guide what we say and, and who we are and, and even how we feel. Tonight we're going to look specifically at the issue of the heart called, called belonging. Because here's the deal, I don't know a person who doesn't desire to belong. From the time your kid's out at recess to the time that you're adults and you've got multiple relationships flying around in your life... We long to belong. Nobody wants to be left out. Now, I know it's hard to imagine as you look at me up here on stage, but I wasn't the biggest guy in the elementary school, right? right? And so there were times when it was at recess and it was time to pick teams, and, and I remember thinking to myself, you know, after I finally got picked, I would think, oh, so relieved, right? Nobody wants to be left out. If you go in the scriptures, clear back to the creation of man, clear back to Genesis chapter 2, we see that God is making it very clear. What were we created? We were created to belong. We were created to live in a relationship with other people. This is why in the context of the family, if you've got discord in your family, there's something inside of you, particularly this time of year at Thanksgiving and at other times where you just, even though maybe you're frustrated and you want to wash your hands of it, there's a time when you just go, oh. I just wish it wasn't this way and there's something in you that keeps driving for something healthy and it's disappointing when it doesn't come why we long for relationships but beyond that and and don't miss this beyond earthly relationships there is a God-given desire in all of our hearts it's a desire to to belong to belong to to belong to something greater and and that's why Christmas is such a big deal because at a heart level, there's a desire in each one of us to know our creator. Don't miss that. It's a longing to know the one who longs for us. I'll gloss over that statement. We have a longing inside of us, but don't miss this. You have a heavenly father that longs for, for you. Oftentimes when a person comes into a relationship with With Jesus Christ they'll say something like this and I was actually just recently meeting with a guy and and he said almost verbatim he said I have money I have relationships I've built a very successful career but there's still something missing there's a void in my life that's not being satisfied and you know if if you're there you know how that feels let me let me say this to you tonight God longs to fill that void or you'll hear someone say, and there's a, a gal in our, our church who, who says this often because she's going through some major chaos in her life, some, some major trials, and, and she'll say things like this, while this is hard, while I wish the situation wasn't what it is, so th- say things like this, I sense the peace of God. Uh, I know that God is present. I, I understand, I, I, I can sense that God He actually cares for me. One of the early church fathers put it very well when he said this. He said, you, and he was, he was speaking of God. He said, you have, made us, uh, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you. Think about that. Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse 11 says that he has, get this, he has set eternity in our hearts, meaning this, in our hearts there's a longing for something greater. There's a a longing for relationship with our maker, and truth be told, we can appease that with all sorts of things. We can appease it with a job, with a hobby, a relationship, you name it, but at the end of the day, I think you would agree with this, there's still a longing. There's a longing for something that's true at the core of our being, and that is this, you and I, thank God, we belong to him. I want to give you a statement that really summarizes what I hope you'll leave here tonight with, and and, and we'll unpack this as we go, but, but here it is. It's belonging begins with believing. A belonging, belonging begins with, with believing. If, if there is a longing in, inside of each of us and its fulfillment is actually a relationship with our Heavenly Father, then the logical question is this. If belonging truly begins with believing, the logical question is, then what does it mean to believe? That is the simple message of Christmas what does it mean to belong what does it mean to believe I want you to hear the Christmas story tonight as it's told from the scriptures but to help us kind of like bring that to life I want to hear you I want you to hear it recited from from someone who's known as kind of a, a theologian type and so I want you to just take your attention to the screens and this is the uncomplicated Christmas story so yeah take a look Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's it. It's the Christmas message, isn't it? I mean, it's it's simple. It's it's so simple that Linus, with his blankie by his side, right? He can say it, and kids get it, right? It's it's not complicated this is what happened the angel appeared and and imagine that it would have been so startling to those shepherds the angel appeared and said I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people this is good news is what it said I mean think about it for a second this announcement of Jesus Christ it was it was good news it was amazing news Jesus was the promised Messiah he was the one who was said to come people were looking forward to his his coming They knew that it would dramatically shake things up. And then it says, good news of what? Of of great joy. And here's why it was such great joy, because the Savior, and and you know this if you're a Christ follower, the Savior, he he changes things. He he makes things new. He makes things fresh. He gives fresh starts. It's good news of great joy. And then I love this. It's for all people. It wasn't just for the shepherds. and, And at that time, it wasn't just for the Romans. No, no, it was bigger than that. Jesus was providing a way for all people to belong. All people. Luke goes on to say that a Savior would be born. A Savior is one, as you know, it is one that, that rescues. A Savior is one that redeems. A Savior is one that delivers a person from brokenness, a, a person that brings healing. When a person gets rescued, their path, what does it do? It changes. They're brought into something new. While this time of year, it's, it's incredibly complicated, it's complex, the message is simple. The Savior has been born to you. A, a, a Savior, the one who would go to the cross, a Savior has been born to you, one who would pay the penalty for your sin. And then you ask this question, at least I do, Why? I mean, why? Why would God do that? Why would God send his son that he loved? Why would he send him to an obscure town? Uh, Why would he uh, send him to a, a very obscure environment to be brought into this world? Why? It's very simple. It was so that you and I could belong. And so that we wouldn't stand apart, so that we wouldn't need to stand on the outside, so that we wouldn't need to just be looking in and wondering. No, no, he did it so that all people could belong. I want to show you one more passage that I think summarizes this so simply. Belonging begins with believing. This is from John chapter one, verse 12. Let me read this to you, John 1, 12. It says, yet to all who have received him, to those who believe in his name. Get this, all who receive him, to those who believe in his name. What did he do? He gave them the right to become children of God. Now let's work through that here just quickly. Yet to, notice it says, yet to all who receive him. Notice that it doesn't say yet to a select few. No, no, it's to all that would receive him. Remember back in Luke chapter two, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. I love that. Know this, it, it's for those who are blatantly walking against God. And, and you know, if you're in that situation, you know, it's for those who are religious and righteous, but yet your heart, it's far from God. It's for those who don't feel like they deserve the love of God. That's included in all people. It's for young and for old. He says, yet, yet to all, yet to all who would do what? Who would receive him. Uh, it's clear the meaning of this isn't Yet to all who would earn it He's not saying that at all It's clear that the message of, of Jesus Christ The message of Christmas It has nothing to do with, with earning Nothing at all to do with that Rather it's a relationship that you, that you receive When my kids open their presents And any, uh, there's lots of kids in here tonight I can hear you I like your little voices Yeah Any kids in here excited for your present time? Yeah Yeah That's good, take note parent, good, yes. Okay, now imagine this, imagine that I'm with my three kids and and six and under, and um, it's present time and we're opening them up and and they're all excited and they're jazzed, but right before they tear into that present, I say, stop! And I say, hey, hey, just so you know, and I'd have to say it two or three times because they'd be focused, right? But I'd say, hey, stop, hey, just so you know, I wanna be clear on this. When you go to grandma and grandpa's house tomorrow and they give you some cash, that cash is coming straight to me to cover the cost of these gifts. Are we clear on that? Can, can you imagine that? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Though, considering the budget, it's not a horrible idea, right? <laughs> Think about this for a second, though. Gifts are given freely. What do you do? You take them. You, you, you receive them. Know this, you receive Jesus. You don't earn him to those who would receive him. And then notice the next part. It says, to those who would believe in his name. To believe means to trust. It means this. It means that I declare that I trust Jesus, that he is who he said he was, and that he did what he said he did. I, I believe that I'm a sinner, that my life is in need of a savior. That's to believe. The question, what happens to those who are in that place? Belonging begins with believing. This is a way that Christmas is a huge celebration. I mean, this right here, this is what it it means to us. Because of Jesus, notice what it says next. Yet to all who have received him, to those who believe in his name, what did he do? He gave the right to become children of God. I mean, that's huge. Notice this, through receiving Jesus Christ, you have the right to become a child of God. Your belief allows you the greatest position you could possibly have, better than the CEO of anything, for you to be a child of the living God. John chapter, or 1 John chapter 3 verse 1 says, I mean, just imagine the writer saying this, how great is the love the Father has lavished that he's poured out on us, that we should be called, get this, children of God. And then it's like he had an aha moment and he goes, and that is what we are, amazed, I can't believe it. That's what we are. So the logical question, I think, is this. What is a child of God? He expands on it. Look at verse 13, our last verse here. Yet to all receive him to those who believe on his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Here it is. What does that mean? Children that are born not of natural descent or a human decision or a husband's will, but children born of God. In John chapter 3, there's a guy that approaches Jesus and he has questions about this whole thing. And he wonders, well, what does it mean to be a child of God? And and the text says this it's everyone who believes in him, he has eternal life. And then it says, everyone who believes is born of God. Belonging begins with believing. This week, some of our, our really good friends are, are headed to Ethiopia to, um, to pick up um, their, their daughter that they've been um, seeking to adopt. I wanna show you a picture of this little one. She's cute. <laughs> her name is Hope, and um, Hope was abandoned by her mother in a public place in, um, in the city shortly after she was born. Um, she's 16 months old now. She's lived in at least six different locations. She's had dozens of caregivers over the last 16 months. But this week, things are about to change for hope. By Sunday, get this, hope will belong to a new family. She'll have all the rights of the other kids in this family. She'll be loved. She'll have grandparents. She will be able to celebrate her birthday. She will have someone who will hear her voice and who will respond. Now, I I can't begin to describe to you the level of anticipation that this this couple is feeling. I, I can't begin to describe it. They've been praying like nobody else has been praying that this day would finally come. They've been fasting. They've been recruiting everyone around them to pray. They've had sleepless nights over this. I can't begin to express to you the love that this family has for this little girl. Yet tonight, I I want you to know this, and this is why Christmas is so amazing, because it highlights an incredible love. Here's what it does. Christmas highlights an incredible love that's beyond any kind of love that any parent, even the best parent in this room, could possibly give. Christmas highlights a love of another kind. It's a love that that God would have for us. It's amazing. The message of Christmas is that God sent his son for all people, That there would be a kind of love that would be freely given to people who would believe in Him. You don't have to earn it or anything, but I mean, it's it's great. It's bigger than anything. Because of His Son Jesus Christ, you and I can belong. And Your Heavenly Father loved you and I enough that He would do the hardest thing. He would send His Son to this earth. Get this, like little hope, we are granted the right to become His child. There'll be a document that'll be signed and she will become their child. Let me ask you a question tonight, and we close. Have you believed? Have you truly trusted Jesus Christ with your life? Would you say it would be true of yourself that, that you've embraced that kind of love that maybe you've heard about, maybe your kid has gotten it and you just haven't figured it out yet? Have you embraced that? I want you to know tonight that your heavenly father looks down from you and he's he's so wanting that day to come when he comes and picks you up and you join the family of God. And it doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter how young you are, but your heavenly father loves you with a love of a completely different kind. It's beyond anything we can imagine. Belonging begins with this, the message of Christmas, it begins with believing. And it's very simple. That's what Christmas is all about. You know, I want to pray to close. And, and for some of you, you come here tonight and you go, man, I just came to like sing Silent Night and hold a candle, bro. Like, whoa, you know. But you, at this point, you're going, yeah, that, that's me. I have not embraced the love of, a, of, of my Heavenly Father. I haven't done that ever. And my prayer for you is this so sincerely, that tonight would be a game changer for you you'd look back and you'd say yeah that was it 2011 that's when I received Jesus Christ as my Savior the leader of my life and so let's do this let's pray together and um, and then we'll go from there so let's pray Lord we come to you tonight and I just want to say thanks again for Jesus Christ (laughs) Lord I thank you that the scriptures are so clear yet to all who would receive you to those who would believe in your name Lord you give us the the ability, the, the right to become a child of the living God. And Lord, we're so grateful for that. We can't, we can't express it well enough. And Lord, tonight, it's, it's always true. There are people here tonight, Lord, that, that don't know you. And, and if that's you here tonight, I just want to say to you, you can believe and then you can belong to the family of God. And so if that's you tonight, maybe just say something like this, and you can put it however you want in your own words, but something to the effect of, Lord, I, I need you, and I'm sorry, I'm a sinner, I've ignored you, but tonight I, I want you to be my heavenly father, and I believe in Jesus Christ and, and what he did, and, and I believe that I'm forgiven through my faith in him. I want you to know tonight that if you said something like that in your heart and you mean it sincerely, you belong to the family of it. You, you, get this, you're a child of God. I mean, that's amazing. That's a game changer for your life. That is the greatest gift that you could possibly give not only to yourself, but your family and everybody else. And I just I want to do this. I want to ask you to kind of be kind of bold. I'm going to pray. I want to pray for you. And so I'm going to ask you, hey, if that, if you did that, if you prayed that prayer, and that's true of you tonight, and you'd say, yeah, I'm beginning a relationship with Christ, and you can be six years old, you can be 60 years, it, it doesn't matter. I want you to do this right now. I want you just to put your hand there and just say, hey, yeah, pray for me, man. I just began a relationship with Christ. Go ahead, do that now. Put your hand there and say, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I accept the love of Christ. I just want to pray over you. Yeah, cool. So Lord, I just pray for people that are deciding to follow Christ tonight. And Lord, I celebrate that along with you and everything in the the heavens. And Lord, we pray that tonight you would protect those people. We pray that their faith would grow in Christ. And Lord, for those of us that know you tonight, oh Lord, what a Christmas. We love you. We're so grateful. We can't express to you enough the fact that you would love us to send your son to be a baby and to one day do what would allow us to know you and to be forgiven. And so we pray tonight in, in Christ's name, amen. Hey, I want to-